five minutes later, calls again. I go, hello? He's like, you call Brooks? I go, yeah. Go, this is Tyler Perry. I go, sure it is. Click. No, it's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking so hard. I know. I'm, that's it. I'm taking my shot. <laughs> oh my god. Take you, were, you were gonna do that yeah. at some point. Yeah, I was waiting to, I was dying, I'm sweating. <laughs> I fucking love that. You wanted to play basketball. I did. Okay. What can you walk me through the decision to to not pursue that career? If you're getting recruited from and from what I read from Ivy League schools and, and a bunch of really yeah. really top level schools yeah, and you yeah. walk away from it that's that's a risk I didn't see it as a risk no? I, I saw sports as a risk okay because my, my father got hurt playing football and like he, he played for eight seasons which is a very long time for an NFL player but I also saw the toll that it took on his body mm -hmm. the toll that it took on his psyche like um you know he's 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 part of the NFL lawsuit where like he 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 probably has early stages of, of dementia. Yeah. Tells you the same stories over and over and over again. And like you know, twenty years ago, I saw that. I saw that it took it took him ten minutes to get out of bed. He's getting out of bed in sections. You know, like uh, you know, and like I just didn't want that for myself. Yeah. And I I, I realized when I was about fifteen or sixteen years old, and what I, I what I liked about basketball was when the ball's in your hand. All eyes are on you. Yeah, you're performing. Mm -hmm. So I was like, "Well, what else is performing?" Yeah. <laughs> and so I was doing theater at the time, and I loved it. Yeah, and I got I got the same exhilarating feeling from from being on stage as as when I was on the court. And I, and I realized that there was a lot more longevity in this. I mean, how does that affect you, uh, knowing your dad is going through that and seeing it? I mean, it's it's gotta hurt, right? I mean, yeah, it does. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, I I wasn't raised by my father he, he left when I was four or five okay I didn't see him again until I was 12 right and my stepfather is my father okay that's, that's who my father is and he's he, he's not an athlete not a, he's not athletic he's, he's a lawyer he's an academic dean of law school he's a fantastic guy taught me a whole other side of life which is probably why I, I strayed from sports you know I, I have a lot of love and respect and an affinity for my father and we, we made up completely when I was like 25, 26 years old. Okay. And we've been really, really close since then. And, you know, I'll call him and I'll, I'll, I'll text him and he doesn't know that I am sometimes. And like sometimes he'll get back to me and like, hey, I haven't talked to you in so long. And I'm like, yeah, but I've called you four times. And, you know, so it's like, yeah. it's there, there is a, um, you can see it happening before your eyes. Yeah. And it's a little tough, it is tough. And at least, um, you know, at least you have uh, someone that you do consider, you know, that you're close with, that you do get to share your success with. Because I mean, it's kind of tough to, you know, if you were not having people to share with, but the people that supported you and also like helped you, you know, gravitate towards that. That's really, that's really cool. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky when it comes to my, to my immediate family. Do you feel like, you know, you missed out um, because you missed that time with your biological dad? Do you feel like you missed out on anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there was there was a good seven, I don't know, like five five to seven years I didn't have a father figure, you know. So I, I just I didn't really know what I. Did. I mean, I looked at my mom as a father figure, kind of. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I remember the day my father left, like I think it was yesterday, and so obviously that left an imprint on me. Right. I, I was four, and I felt like there were things, you know when I would go to other kids' houses and, and I would see their parents, I, there was something that I was longing for. Mm -hmm. 
and I didn't quite understand. I, I was close to my grandparents, and so I, I had support and you know and siblings and. Um, but yeah, you know, boys needed dads, and I was very blessed and very lucky that that was such a short period of time for me. Like, I'm, it's maybe five, six years where I didn't have a dad. And then this wonderful man named Gary stepped into our lives, and no matter how bratty or, or um, how much of an asshole I was at nine, ten years old, yeah. he, he stuck around. Man, see, that's the opposite of me. I would have been like, all right, you get three shots, and you're out, yeah, you're done. <laughs> Hit the bricks, and you're on your own. No, that, that's, that is cool, though. And, and you know, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a good story because we know the ending, and it's ended really well. Luckily, I mean, the ending, yeah, it's yeah. obviously continuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. so, okay, so you go to University of Southern, Cal Southern California, yeah. right? And yeah. do you like school? Do you just think it's... I love school. Okay. I, I, I mean, I still I still love learning. Like, I mean, I, I try to learn, learn every day. I didn't like the social structure of, of college, right? I just, especially, I mean, USC is great, don't get me wrong. Right. But it's all about being Greek, right? Like, yeah. And not like at Polish, though. It's like it's about being a fraternity. Yeah, I know what you mean. And uh, it was like, um, so that was a little, you know, and I joined fraternities. And I just wasn't, I, I just, I'm not a follower. Yeah. So I didn't do it well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see you just. I unionized my pledge class. <laughs> I swear to God. And, and we all quit one fraternity, 26 of us quit a fraternity, went to another one. And they're like, what? And we negotiated terms. Man, so, that, you must have been really popular with the ones you just vacated, so they had like no recruits or whatever. Like, oh, they hated us. <laughs> Are you playing basketball when you go there and then decide not to pursue it? I Okay, so the funny thing is I got 26 basketball scholarships. I took none of them. Uh, I don't get it. I know, neither uh, did my parents. Like, okay, yeah. they're, like, they're like, wait, hold on, hold on. So you got some academic scholarships. You can go to Ivy League schools for next to nothing. You can go play basketball at Division at twenty six Division one colleges. Some of them are, are in the like you yeah. know Sweet Sixteen. And you're saying, and you want to go pay for USC? My mom was like, "You're you're crazy." Um, and if you want to do that, you got you got to pay for it yourself. Because I'm happy to pay for your Ivy League school. I'm I'm happy to, if you go to school for free, you go to college and right. You know, like, you're probably going to be in the NBA. Like, what What are we really doing here? I was like, I want to go to film school. And she was just like, that's not a real career. Because uh, <laughs> my mom's a journalist. You got to understand, like, okay. there's no context right. for what I wanted to do. And but the odds of making it to the level you're at are... are less than less yeah. than a percentage point. Exactly. So for I can really, see really. being a protective mom being like... Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I understand where it came from. It came from a place of love and fear. Right. Right? And, and I just didn't have that fear, you know? So it, I never saw it the same way. I just always knew that I, 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 if I could visualize it, I can be there. It, this was not easy. Yeah. Like, and, and, and it's a marathon. You just have to sort of just keep, just keep in mind that like your work ethic is everything. That's it, it's everything. Like your talent has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. your, your confidence has a lot to do with it, but your work ethic is 85%. So as difficult as it got, did you ever think this? I, I can't fucking do this. I gotta, I gotta pay bill. I gotta walk away from this and do something else. Or were you just gonna stay with no, it? Yeah. No. You know, there came a time when I was, I, I was completely broke, and I, I mean, I came to LA with three hundred, three hundred dollars. Like I lived on somebody's couch. Like it was, it, it, it was never easy. Right. It was never easy. Like my parents did well, but once again, they're academics. And they're like, you're going to LA to be an actor and make movies. Yeah. 
do it yourself. I'm like, we'll see you in a year, oh. maybe two. Yeah. You know, right. and it wasn't a rude thing. It was just like it's, they're look, they're being realistic for what the statistics tell them. Absolutely. So I get it. And so like, and I, and I, I as I've gotten older, I understand. I understand it a lot more. But there was times when I was just like, you know, I, I don't, I don't care. Like if I have to sleep in a car or whatever the case is, like I'm not walking away. Like, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I no. There's no, there's no plan B. Yeah. I like, mean, it's so funny. You plan B that. is to try harder. Yeah, it's so funny you say that. A lot of people I know that are successful, whether it be in entertainment, uh, a lot of entertainers actually have said that too. Like, no, this was it. Because the minute I start thinking about a plan B is the minute I'm not focused. So here's the thing. The minute you start thinking about a plan B is the minute you're admitting to yourself that this may not work. Right. Right? And if you're admitting to yourself that this may not work, that's already subconsciously in your mind. And now you're making it real. You're validating it. You're giving it support. You're giving it a plan. What the fuck? Yeah. And then that becomes a reality. That becomes a dimension that you can cross over to. And I never, I never wanted that dimension to exist for me. But as you're struggling and your friends start to get parts and get roles and start to, do you get jealous of them? Be like, what the fuck? Like, what? He sucks. Like, what about me? I would have been good in that part. Uh, that that has happened. Yeah, I don't. I can see that. That has happened. That must be every and, day. And <laughs> <laughs> that has happened. But I got to a place where like. My life was a certain way, and I was a certain way, until May 20th, 2009, and I had this, these complications from a parasite I got in Africa, and I died. I, pa I passed away. I flatlined. Jesus. And I came back. And then I never saw the world or life in the same way ever again. And I kind of understood what this was a little bit better, and I, there was things that were open up to into my consciousness that I didn't realize. And jealousy is no longer part of that. So that just faded. I'm, I'm it, assuming it, with other it, things too. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of things that became very transparent. Jealousy is jealousy so jealousy is is an imaginative circumstance of a vivid imagination. It's just a negative expression of 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 your vivid imagination. So your imagination can also be hopeful. Okay. Your imagination can also be supportive. Right. Your imagination can also be abundant. There's all these things you can you can put that that consciousness to that mo most of us think we're competing against each other. Most of us think that this is a zero sum game that there's not enough to go around that if he gets this and I don't get this. Then no, if he gets that, you get something else. Right. And so you lose because he can't get both. Right. So if if, if you <laughs> right. if, if you audition for a part. Yeah. You don't get it. There's another part out there that's that's probably better for you. That is better for you. Yes, that is better for you. And and, and and the point is, it's like most of us get jealous or upset or whatever the case is because we figure out, we find out the truth about the fact that we're not psychic. Yeah. You go, well, I wanted that. I saw myself. Oh, but no, 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 no. You, you're, you're basically seeing yourself as a, as a success, and you've placed the specificity of that role on that. That is a really intense thing to happen to somebody. Yeah. And you hear stories about this was there some sort of light was there some did you go somewhere do you recall we're, it? we're going there i, I, I gotta, gotta, I gotta know fire. man i gotta know this stuff i'm sorry it's fucking so hot dude. i know I, I used to have a fan i trust me i'm i'm actually sweating too i'm gonna take i'm that's it i'm taking my shirt off <laughs> oh my god take, take you, were, off. you were gonna do that yeah, at some point yeah i was waiting to, i was dying i'm sweating <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking love you, man. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. That's so great, man. It's gonna do what we talked about, oh, Supergirl. Man, man. I, I love nerds. 
I'm a huge nerd. I love nerds. Perfect. But I do. Um, that. I do have to know this. About okay, so I'll tell you the whole story, man. Like, I was shooting a movie called In the Valley of Ella in Africa, okay. in Morocco, and we. It was a beautiful time. We were we were hanging there for a while, and a bunch of us actors after the movie wrapped, we went around did like a road trip around Morocco, and we had, happened to go to this really small town called Esweta. And Esweta is in the north of Morocco, a lot of expats there, uh, very friendly to Westerners. And they have these things called these riads, which are these big, like uh, rectangular, you know, s homes that are five or six stories, but with like a courtyard in the middle. Okay. Just think of like a square donut. Yeah. Right? But like each okay. floor has like six or seven rooms, and really beautiful. Right, right in the water. Um, so I went to this this little hole-in-the-wall spa thing, and I, I think I got some water in me. And uh, I went to Germany right after that to go find my, my estranged sister. And I, I've been looking for her for 10 years, and I found her within like a week. And strangers, this is before Facebook, it was like 2007. Okay, yeah, and strangers yeah. helped me, the concierge of the hotel helped me, called people in the phone book, they, they helped. Like it was, it was like a lifetime of it, it's crazy. But I got, I got really, really sick. And so I, I had this gastrointestinal problems and you know, that lasted for a little while and like they were, they were off and on for a year and then, or a couple of years. And then I was shooting True Blood one day and I was in a fight scene. Nelson Ellis, rest his soul, he's passed away a couple years ago. Um, he was overpowering me in the scene. And I, I was just like, this is weird. Like, yeah. I'm, I got at least 40 pounds on Nelson. Like, I, he should not be like, like, yeah. you know, dominating me to the ground. And I'm having these cold sweats and I don't really understand what's happening. And then the next day I wake up and I can't get out of bed. And I got diagnosed with swine flu and fucking like leukemia and all a bunch of other shit that just wasn't, it just wasn't it. And like a bunch of doctors just made a bunch of mistakes. But you gotta and, be freaking out at this point though, right? Of course I was, yeah. I was 28 years old. Like, and so I go, I, so finally, like, I pass out. There's a couple times I pass out, ambulances come and like the whole thing. And um, I just got to a point where I couldn't take care of myself. So I checked myself into the hospital and I was in the hospital for off and on for about a month. The longest stint was like 10 days. And within that 10 day period, it was late May, um, they found out that I had this thing on my liver and it was an abscess which is like a hole in your liver, it sounds disgusting, and like your liver balloons around it trying to protect it, but like from your breathing, your diaphragm, it hurts like crazy, like, cause it's pushing against it, and your liver cleans blood, but my liver had a hole in it, so it wasn't cleaning it, so every time the filtration system of blood would go through the liver, it would come out dirty and it would hurt. My fucking eyelashes hurt. Oh my God. There's no reprieve, you can't hide from it. There's three things that cause that. 1%, less than 1% chance is a parasite, a uh, 30% chance it's uh, uh, like, a, what is it called? Uh, I can draw a blank here. It's a staph infection. Okay. And, th and a 70% chance it's like, it's a it's viral bacteria, whatever. So they tested me for everything and they're like, it's a, probably a parasite, which is really, really rare that you would have that, like less than 1% chance, it's tropical disease. Where have you been in the last six months? Oh, here, here, here. No, I wouldn't do it. I was in Africa two years ago. No way you'd be dead. Okay. So they brought an expert in and they figured out it was from Africa. Two years it saved you? I, I should have been dead within 28 weeks without treatment. 
So I was in medical and I don't want to All the doctors come in like, I'm broke and poking and prodding. I'm like, just fix me, stop. Yeah. Just, just yeah. okay, <laughs> I haven't seen this since medical school. Okay, great, <laughs> great. Put your shit on, fix me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you fix it in medical school, because just, yeah, just do that yeah. now and stop fucking taking notes and shit. Like, just do it. So they gave me some parasite medication that I was allergic to. There's three types of parasite medication. I happen to be allergic to two of them. They gave me one of them and then in conjunction with the the, uh, the IV drug drip that I was on, like I, my system just couldn't handle it, it crashed. And I went under. And um, to answer your question specifically, what do you think the last conscious thought you have is? You guys too. What do you think the last I don't, I mean, thought? I'm trying to think of what that could possibly be because it's not something that you're, you're actively searching for. It's just no. something that just pops up. Yeah. And I don't know what- It's not family, because that's already happened. Is it, is it fear? Is it scared? Is it where you're going? Is it- That's already happened. Okay. You've already, you've already come to terms with that. Like you, you dig down deep, so I'll tell you that about that, but you dig down super deep to where your strength is and you realize that there's a bottom. You go, what the fuck do you mean there's a bottom? There's no bottom. Like I, I'm, I had to save my own life. Right. Because you realize this was happening. And there's a bottom. There's a bottom in your in your intestinal fortitude when you can't go below. And you're like, fuck, are you serious? And what happens is this thing pops, this voice comes over and it's, it's your voice kind of. And it's just like, not this time. You're fine. <laughs> Don't fight. And you just kind of accept that. And you, you accept that and you sort of ease into that. And that's scary. All that's, that's, that's happening. And like, you're like, where the fuck am I going? What's right. happening? Like, holy shit. Ho no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then um, this, this question pops in your head and you ask yourself, did I do what I was supposed to do while I was here? Was your answer no? Yeah, my answer is no. What happens is like, if you ask the question of, is there a light? So you start to see all, they say your life flashes before your eyes, it doesn't. So it's more of like an orb of existence where every single thing in your life is, is present and accessible. And you can, I can dive into this conversation from, a, from an omnipotent perspective, right? Right. But, I, but it's, it's not, it's not linear because I can go to when I was 12 right here. And when I was 11s right here, and five weeks ago is right here, and yesterday's right here, and blah, 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 is right here. And are, they all, are they all important, um, like, parts of your life? Like, are they all something that, like, are meaningful, like, conversations or, or instances? It seems like it's everything. Okay. And then that starts to upload somewhere else. And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> Those are mine. Yeah. Where the fuck is that going? Yeah. And you're like... You're trying. You're literally trying to physically hold on to like yourself when you were eight, and like yourself when you were seventeen, and yesterday. And you're like, where can this be going? This is what makes me me. This is my personality. This is this is this is my identification of who I am. This is who I identify with. Like, this is this is these are the observations I've made from in here. Where are they going? Yeah. And you realize they're going to a, a different version of you. All your. All your senses, touch, smell, hearing, sight, all that stuff, starts to take shape. Like, it becomes like a shape, like a geometrical shape, if I could say it that way. And they pulsate in their colors, and like, you're like, you realize that's my sense of touch. 
that's my sense of smell, that's my sense of sight. And they all start to blend together and they go counterclockwise and then all of a sudden they start spinning and then all this shit's happening and then they go away. And it's blackness. And for me, I love pain at the time. And all that went away. So it's kind of like a reprieve, right? And then you, man, I can't really go on this deep into it. Um, uh, listen, I'm, I'm glad you are. Thanks. Yeah, I'm curious. This is, uh, yeah. this isn't where I expected to go, but I'm glad we did because <laughs> seriously, I've never had a chance to ask somebody these, these types of questions because I've never yeah. met someone with that type of an experience. I've only said this once on my, on my buddy's podcast, so this is this is interesting. Um, and what I remember, I'm not sure if it's the same for everybody, but what I remember was all of a sense having this feeling, a sense of, of I wouldn't say levitation, but like floating kind of, and like, but it was like this sort of slow bouncing almost, if I can describe it that way. And then as far as the eye could see, it's like a black TV, taking the TVs off. It's shiny and it's liquid and it's just completely placid, just completely flat as far as the eye can see. Like, but you're, but you're moving and you're making, you're affecting it and you're making ripples in it. Right? Right. And you don't have a body. And you're aware, but you're aware of a body. Does that make sense? Like, yes. You look down, yeah. you look down, ish. You're aware of like 270 degrees. And there's nothing there, but you feel something. Right. right? Yeah. But you feel fucking 50 times the size you are right now. Right? And you're a big dude. But you feel 50 times the size you are. Right. Right? And then what I remember seeing in the distance was a horizon that I recognized. Like far up in the distance as we got closer, as I got closer, it was kind of like, you're, you're, you're moving at a pretty pretty good pace. And I saw trees, trees that aren't here on earth, but I knew them. And mountains that, you know, looked like kind of earth, but I knew them. And uh, like a moon. And I knew where that was. It just wasn't my time. And that moon that I thought I saw was the light you're talking about. But this time the light was, I started to lift up this way, go towards that. And the light, the moon became like the light that I held on to, which became my senses again mm. and became the hospital light eventually. So you come up out of it, and it wasn't like when a dude uh, in office space goes and gets hypnotized, you wake up and everything's different. And like you just immediately felt like just totally no, um, what I felt pain, like physical. Like the first thing to come back was 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 sound. Right, first thing that came back was sound, and almost immediately after was sight, and almost immediately after was touch. And I really hated the fact that touch was was back because I, I was in so much pain and so that's really all I could focus on for the first like I was you know I was I was grateful to breathe again I was grateful to be like you know I didn't really know what happened I was like you know you're just kind of out of it yeah. and I um, remember trying to speak I couldn't and like you know I was just covered in like I made these tears and sweat and whatever else I don't know and um, I was just in so much pain at that point that for me, what happened was I, I, I wanted to go back. As soon as you can thank the universe for whatever happened to you, it's no longer happening to you. 
It's now that there's a lesson that's coming your way. Now there's, there's something practical that you're supposed to apply to your life because nothing in your life happens to you, it happens for you, right? So I was able to thank you for happening for me because like now I'm this person. I feel like you just put a lot of thought into the things you do. You don't just want to take something that's going to suck, but I also know actors have to act. So how is yeah, that? You, you never know if something's going to suck. You kind of just don't know, okay. right? Like that's, that's, the, that's the hard part. Like, like you, if you like the script, you yeah. like the people involved, and you, and you have time, you do it. Do you watch your own work? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Is it kind of like, are you like, oh, I should have done that? Are you just, do you pick yourself apart? I would say that I used to feel that way a lot more. Yeah. But now I kind of just feel like I know what I did. I know what I did. And, uh, you know, especially Tyler Perry, I, I trust him. Yeah. I, I, I trust him to make, to, to choose what's going to work the best in his own mind. And what he, what he wants is fucking great. I trust Simon McCoy, who directed uh, a Mortal Kombat. And I feel like he's got, you, if you trust someone's decision-making, you're fine. Now, Fall from Grace, Netflix, Tyler Perry's movie. Mm -hmm. Now, how involved is he? Like, is he- Every you know, step. Yeah. Every step. So are you, do you have any interest in, in directing or anything like yeah. that? Do you, are, you, are you watching, you know, what he's doing? Are yeah. you trying to, are you, okay. Are I'm, you picking his brain too? I'm picking his brain. Um, I've never met somebody who is, who knows exactly what they want, so effective at communicating that, but then is so open to your interpretation in the moment of what he said. It's brilliant. Like, you don't get more than one or two takes, which is great, because you know you better try everything. You better turn that shit on. Mm -hmm. And you better try everything you wanted to try. You better milk it. And you better you and, and like it, it also makes you super honest where like you, you can't you can't push too hard. You can't you can't hold anything back. Like it's like there's this super visceral sort of state that you have to be in to work with Tyler. And it, it makes you a better actor. How does this this role come about? So th this role with, with him in, in, in this film, Fall From Grace, what, how does it unravel here? So Tyler and I met five years ago, I just realized I guess today, because his, son, his uh, son's five, and like he was having his son around the same time we met. And um, I'm driving down the street, I'm Ventura, and I'm going to a couple different appointments, and I get a phone call from a block number, and I'm like, I'm not answering that, yeah. whatever. You get another call again, I go, I'm answering that, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> and no message them. or anything, right? No. no. Oh. Then I, like five minutes later, calls again. I go, hello? He's like, McCall Brooks? I go, yeah. I go, this is Tyler Perry. I go, sure it is. Click. No shit. Yeah. I was like, whatever. No, it's not. <laughs> he calls, so never calls again. I go, stop playing on my phone. Who is this? Stop playing. This is Tyler Perry. I'm like, when I started to recognize his voice, like, Shit, this is Tyler Perry. I go, wait, how did you get my number? He goes, he goes, this is this is verbatim. He goes, if I can get Barack Obama's number, I can get your number. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point. I go, fair point. Yeah. Pull over. How you doing, brother? <laughs> so um, we we had a couple meetings. We 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 ended up talking about a lot of different things, life and politics, and um, similar backgrounds in some ways, and. Uh, he's just a lovely human being. And then we started talking about work and I, I, we tried to figure something out. I couldn't do the first thing he wanted me to do. And then 
So Supergirl, and then uh, he offered me a role in. Uh, he's, he, he asked me, he's like, "Can you do me a favor?" I said, "Sure." He's like, "Can you do, come do this small role for me um, with Tiffany Haddish and and, uh, and Tika Sumter, and, and it's called Nobody's Fool." I said, "Sure." You know, like that's not a favor. I love this. Like no one lets me do like ridiculous comedy. So I went and did that, and we had I did that for like four days, three days, and we had a blast. And he's just like, "You, this is this is a lot of fun." And so um, when I was shooting Supergirl the next season, he sent me a script and said, hey, I want you to, I want you to read a script. I have, I want you to play this, I want you to look at this character. So I, I read it, I stopped what I was doing, I read it immediately, and I got back to him like in like two hours and said, hey, I love it. He's like, you already read it? I go, Tyler Perry sends you a script, you fucking read it. Yeah. <laughs> right? You fucking read it. Yeah. Like, you stop what you're doing, mm-hmm. you read it, right? And I read it and I thought it was wonderful. and. It seemed like such a departure for him. Like it was, it, right. re- it read more like a David Fincher or M. Night Shyamalan script. Like I, I was getting lost, like but in a good way. When where can people find you on social media? Where where can they? Really easy. Uh, my name is Makad Brooks, M. E. H. C. A. D. B. R. W. O. K. S. And all my handles are that at Makad Brooks. That's awesome. Yeah, thank no you. one has that name, so it's it's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to thank you uh, for coming in. This was uh, again we talked about a lot of stuff I wasn't anticipating, but it, in a, such a good yeah, way it gives, it gives me a lot to to gnaw on, awesome. pers- like on a personal level too to see uh, you know just just about the the spiritual enlightening. So that that is something I do think about and talk about with with people, not typically on the show but life. it's important yeah to me it's important because if i'm not seeking something or i'm not trying to to either know myself better or get or figure out my place in the world then what's, then what's the doing? point yeah, yeah. What, what, what's going on like i don't want to just be floating and doing nothing you know the wrong things well like when you say that it gives me goosebumps because I, I i really truly believe that we are in a in a really beautiful space and time right now that there's an there's an awakening coming and we've been We've been very selfish as, as, not in a bad way, but we've been selfish as a society. We've taken from the earth. We've not given back. We've not given back to ourselves. We've not given back to our own, our own brothers and sisters around the world who, who, who have less than we do. And that's a state of consciousness that we can't be in anymore because we're so connected. And we're gonna start seeing and feeling how bad that, that feels for our spirits. And really just to connect everybody and just just to to make this world a better place sounds really corny is it starts with focusing on yourself mm-hmm. and then emanating that outward so you 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 this is this is great and i think you're 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 i can see it on you and then you really you really have come to that genuinely yeah and um i think that you're hearing the drum beat from um from from mama yeah yeah i think you are I'm gonna continue. when next time you're in, we will. I will tell you. I'll, give, I'll, you give, my, you, I'll give you an update. I'll give you my email. All right, yeah, please and do. I'll invite you down to Columbia. Oh, I'd love that. Absolutely. All right, cheers. Man.